Almost 80% of the population in the United States uses some form of social media. Listen up if you are one of those people. My name is Colton Sahota. I am 16 years old and no longer use social media. Recently, I have noticed something very interesting that I think all social media users need to hear. So if you have any social media accounts and ever feel sad after using them, then I suggest you stick around and hear me out. I have always been a pretty busy person. It seems like I am always rushing to sports practices, some school event, or to hang out with friends. Recently, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, classes in my area switched to online instead of in-person, sports got shut down, and I was no longer able to hang out with my friends. I suddenly found that I had hours of free time on my hands. Before I could even realize it, I had filled my free time with social media usage. The only form of social media that I had was Instagram, so I spent a lot of time on that app. I soon realized that when I would open the app, I found myself almost half an hour later still scrolling through and looking at posts. I would then put my phone away and try to find something else to do, but I kept getting a weird feeling when I was finished scrolling through the app. It was sort of a mild feeling of sadness or regret. And according to my research, you social media users out there have probably experienced this feeling as well. I was just a little bit down every time I would finish using the app. After a few days, as this feeling got worse, I was finally able to make this connection and realize that maybe Instagram was the source of my sadness. When I realized this, I decided to delete the app, but I was still curious about how an app could make me feel this way. How does social media make us feel sad? And what can we do to put an end to this problem? I instinctively started investigating this question and asked around to see if I was alone or not. I asked a bunch of my friends if they had experienced a mild feeling of sadness after using social media. I was surprised when they all answered yes. I also put together a short survey and had a variety of different people take it. Five of the people that took the survey used social media. Let's call these five people Group A. The other five had never used social media. We can call these people Group B. One of the questions that I asked was, have you had a feeling of sadness for no apparent reason in the past three months? Out of Group A, five people answered yes. But out of Group B, only one person answered yes. Another question that I asked was more extreme. Have you ever felt that life had no meaning in the past three months? Two people out of group A answered yes, and everyone from group B answered no. I also asked group A if they had experienced a feeling of sadness after using social media, and they all answered yes. This is when I realized that I may be onto something and that there could be a connection between this odd feeling of sadness and social media. I know what you're probably thinking. Some kid put together an inadequate study that has 
unreliable results. I thought the exact same thing. Although my study made the connection between social media and sadness seem pretty obvious, there is no way that these results could actually be meaningful with all of the uncontrolled variables and the small sample size, right? Still skeptical, I did some more research. I found some other studies that people had done on the same topic. Melissa Hunt, Rachel Marks, Courtney Lipson, and Jordan Young performed a study called No More FOMO, Limiting Social Media Decreases Loneliness and Depression. In their study, they randomly assigned 143 undergraduates at the University of Pennsylvania to either limit Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat use to 10 minutes per platform per day, or to use social media as usual for three weeks. The limited use group showed significant reductions in loneliness and depression over three weeks compared to the control group. This shows that there is a direct relationship between social media use and depression. While diving deeper into this topic, I also found in an article by Time called Depression and Suicide Rates Are Rising Sharply in Young Americans. New report says, this may be one reason why, that from when social media became rather popular around 2007 until 2016, youth suicide had increased by 56%. If lives are being lost because of a problem, then it needs to be fixed. And I'm afraid that if we continue down this path, then suicide rates could continue to increase. At this point in my research, I was finally convinced that social media has become a real issue, but I still hadn't discovered why social media made people feel this way. So as I continued my research, I seemed to see a pattern. There are two different ways that social media can make a person feel sad or even depressed. First of all, many people become jealous after looking at some posts on social media, and others regret spending so much time on social media after finally putting their phone down, and become upset with themselves for this reason. I totally understand why some people would be sad after scrolling through pictures of people who seemingly have perfect lives. Sometimes it can seem like people on social media have everything that they could possibly want. This can set false expectations in your head and make you feel like you have to live up to them. This is just simply not realistic, and it can be very bad for your mental health to constantly feel like your life is not good enough. It also seems like the regret of spending so much time on social media can bring people sadness. I personally feel like I experienced this one the most out of the two. After a half hour long session of scrolling and scrolling, looking at post after post, I would finally look at the time and realize that I had just wasted the last 30 minutes of my life. I would then think about all of the productive things that I could have done during that time, such as homework or reading a good book to relax and clear my head. This brought me such a horrible feeling, knowing that I had just wasted so much time and that I would never get that time back made me so sad 
and angry at myself for my poor decision-making skills and my lack of self-control. Now one question still remains. What can social media users do to fix this problem? The method that I used was quitting social media altogether. I am sure that other methods work just as well, but this is what worked best for me. The reason that I tried this is honestly that I was frightened by the control that social media was starting to have on my time. So I deleted my only form of social media, Instagram, and this seemed to fix the problem pretty well. Another result of quitting social media was that I started to read more books. I read whenever I was stressed, and it gave me the opportunity to relax and clear my mind a little. I think that it was important for me to pick up this new hobby, so I wasn't bored enough to download social media again. After a while, I found that I had run into a new problem. I hadn't been communicating with my friends as much, and I wasn't too happy with the side effect of not using social media. However, this caused me to connect with my friends in more meaningful ways, such as FaceTime during the quarantine. I am aware that for many people, such as owners of small businesses, it is important to use social media to promote your business and to try to get more customers. Sadly, for these people, it is not an option to delete their social media accounts. My sister, Kylie Sahota, is a communications coordinator for a nonprofit in Vancouver, Washington, called Columbia Springs. And in her free time, she is the author of a baking blog called Gray Cloud Bakery. She uses social media very often throughout the day and has created a few methods to control her usage. Kylie, how do you control your social media usage? There are a few strategies I have found that work well to control my social media usage. First of all, since I have to use social media for my job, if I see any posts that are degrading or detrimental to my well-being, I select the see fewer posts like this option. I also set a time limit for myself when I begin using social media to prevent myself from losing track of time and later regretting the amount of time that I spent on social media. The last strategy that I use is occupying myself with lots of hobbies that I enjoy, such as reading, horseback riding, and yoga, so that I don't spend too much of my free time on social media. If you can't delete social media because you are obligated to use it for your job or any other viable reason, then the methods that Kylie just mentioned could be very useful to you. Thanks, Kylie. Imagine a world where almost nobody used social media, and the ones that were forced to use social media controlled their usage. Depression would be less common, suicide rates would decrease, and the world would be a happier place in general. Although that would be great, if I'm being completely realistic, people will probably use social media in their spare time for many years to come. But that doesn't mean you can't get rid of your social media, or at least control your usage, if deleting is not an option. If you have ever experienced any sadness after using social media, then I strongly suggest that you delete all of your social media accounts or control your usage immediately. This small feeling of sadness can seemingly grow into depression over time, and many say that it can end tragically with suicide. 
I believe that you will be very satisfied with the outcome if you quit social media or control your usage. And you may even be surprised by some of the other ways that you will benefit from this decision. Thank you for listening.